Good evening. The parsha this week is uh, called Baalotcha. Baalotcha. It's a parsha that's chock full of wonderful, uh, wonderful psukim and inyanim topics. But the topic that we've chosen to learn together today is one that is not usually addressed we'll see for obvious reasons and that's the story of Pesach Sheni Basic Halachot of Pesach Sheni in the Rambam let's look at the Rambam the Rambam is a great summarizer as you know and even though all of this is stated actually in the Chumash the Rambam's summary uh, is clarifying so the Rambam says this you see the second the second source or second group of sources after the first group of sources Rabbam Hilchot Korban Pesach Perakei that itself is is instructive the Pesach Sheni is about Korban Pesach about Korban Pesach it's not about Matzah it's not about Moror it's not about the Haggadah it's about Korban Pesach the Rabbam says this Misha Yatamei Tamei, the word Tamei doesn't mean that something bad, that you did something bad. It just means that because of the natural course of events, you're no longer, you're not at the period of time when you're Tamei, you're not allowed to uh, come into contact with Kedusha. And that's the Korban Pesach. Misha Yatamei Bishat Shechitata Pesach, at the time of the Shechita of the Pesach, that means the 15th day of Nisan or the 14th day of Nisan She'en Shochatim Alav She'en Shochatim Alav that he cannot join with a group of people that are doing the mitzvah of Korban Pesach he's left out he's left out because he's Tamei Osha Yabederichokha the Pasuk in the Torah if you just can't make it, you can't make it for the Korban Pesach. You can't make it to Yerushalayim. You just can't make it. Right? Oshay Avadechokha, continue. There's some accident that happens, something that's preventing him from getting to the Korban Pesach. Right? Oshay Shagag, the Lohi Kriv Berishon. Or by mistake, by accident, he lost track of the time and he didn't sacrifice, he didn't join in the sacrifice of the Korban Pesach in Nisan. This person may bring a Korban Pesach on the 14th day of the Chodesh HaShemi, the Chodesh HaShemi is Nisan, is Iyar. The Chodesh HaRishon is Nisan. Nisan is when everybody brings the Korban Pesach, except for the people who are Tameim, or the people who couldn't come accidentally, or the people enumerated by the Ramam. These people can't come. They can't bring the uh, the, Korban, the Korban Pesach. Ushchitat mitzvah zeh. Pesach Zeh Mitzvot Mitzvot Asei B'fnei Atzma and this this second the second Pesach making up for the first Pesach 
is a mitzvah to say. It's listed in the list of commandments, in the list of uh, that the Rama that the Rama made, and he says. Uh, Shkitat Pesach Zemitzvata say Bifnei Atzmo. This is an independent mitzvah. Vidoche et Hashabbat sheein Hasheni Tashlumin Lerishon and the regel Bifnei Atzmo. So the Rambam makes something very clear. He says, if you are worthy, if you deserve, if for some reason you weren't able to to join in the Korban Pesach. It could be a shogeg, a definite shogeg. It could be that you became Tamei because there was nobody else to take care of a, of a particular uh, dead body. He says, then it's not, you don't make the mistake the Rambam says of thinking that Pesach number two is a makeup, is like something that is connected to Pesach number one and you sort of get partial credit for doing it in Pesach number two time. But no, the Rama says that would be wrong. And what is right is that it's a mitzvah to say b'fnei atzma atzmo v'dochet Shabbat, and it even pushes away the Shabbat if the 14th day of Iyar comes out on Shabbat. She'ein ha'sheni tashlumin l'rishon the second Korban Pesach is not a makeup. It's not a makeup Pesach. It's like a real Pesach. It's the real thing. It's the real Korban Pesach. It has nothing to do with the first. Once you were excused from being part of Korban Pesach number one, you then fall into the category of those who keep Korban Pesach, do Korban Pesach number number two. That's what that's what the Rambam said. If they are if you're obliged to do korban pesach number two, and you don't do it on purpose, then you'd be chayav karet. You'd be cut off. You'd be punishment min You'd be punished. You'd be punished from heaven. That's what the that's what the Rambam says. The Rambam continues to explain who exactly is in this category, right? More detail. We just want to see that detail a little bit. Ketzad, the Rambam says, that's a word that that says, let's look at it more carefully. Let's look at what I've just said. Misha Shagag, Onena, somebody who does something by accident or somebody who is forced into a situation where he can't keep Korban Pesach number one. Below he created by Rishon, he didn't sacrifice the first the first Pesach. Im he zid, if he purposefully, below he created by Shnei Chayav Bashani, below he created by Shnei Chayav Karet. If he couldn't do the first Korban Pesach, and he purposely avoids Pesach number two, then the Rambam says he's chayav karet. His obligation to do korban pesach number two is a full, unmitigated obligation. The full obligation. That's the relationship between uh, korban pesach number one and number two. The imshagag on the enas, 
Afashani, and if it happened that he was, it was an accident. Number two, accidentally could not be done, couldn't bring the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach number two, then uh, uh, then Bashani Patur. So he could be Patur from number one, and then Patur again from number two. Patur from number one, Shogeg One Enas, and then Patur from number two, Shogeg One Enas. But it could be, the Rabbah says. And so there are two independent mitzvot. They're two independent mitzvot, Korban Pesach number one and Korban Pesach number two. However, however, Korban Pesach, Korban Pesach number one, Korban Pesach number one is a mitzvah, and Korban Pesach number two is also a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, just like they're just like each other. They're not connected to each other in, except in a in a technical way. They're not really connected to each other. The Rambam goes on and says, "Hisiz velohe kriv barishon, arezem makriv basheni." If he hisid, uh, and if he if he purposefully avoided his obligation in korban number one, he still has to do. He still has a new obligation to do number two. And if he doesn't do in if he doesn't sacrifice the second Korban Pesach, then this is uh, again he says Im Lohi Kriv Basheni Korban so he says, even if you're potter on korban number one, if you're then mazed on korban number two, you have to get the full the full punishment. So the Rambam is emphasizing here that even though we keep saying korban pesach number one and korban pesach number two, and if you do number one, you don't do number two, but if you didn't do number one because of some, something that was out of your control, then you do do that you do have to go and do number two. So the, what the Rambam is emphasizing here is that really there are two independent mitzvot. There are two independent mitzvot and uh, this is the posuk in the Torah. The Torah says, Misha Yatamei means somebody who, who couldn't help himself. He became Tamei. He he had to deal with a with a dead body. It's a great great mitzvah to bury to bury the dead. So he said he was Tamei. Obedirchokawa he couldn't do anything. He lives up north. He tried to get to Yerushalayim, but he couldn't get to Yerushalayim, so he was forced to exclude himself from Korban Pesel number one. The Loasata Rishon the Rambam said even if he then goes and uh, and purposefully doesn't do the Korban Pesach number two, he's not going to get the punishment of being cut off. So you have this interesting idea that if you if you are uh, 
Pesach number one, Karma Pesach number one, you you didn't do it, but somehow the Torah excuses you. You couldn't help yourself. So you didn't do it, you didn't get, you weren't Chayav Karet. What happens if you then purposefully avoid the obligation of Pesach number two? So the Rambam says, even though he avoided purposefully he did it purposely, uh, the Shani, ain't no chayav karet, he's not obliged, he's not obliged to uh, to do the karet, not obliged to do the karet, shekvar niftar bepesach rishon min ha-karet, because the first Pesach, you know, there is a connection, that's what, what I think that the Rabbim is trying to explain to us, that there's a connection. So we learned about Pesach Sheni, which is about the Korban Pesach, which is available to people who could not be part of Pesach, Pesach Rishon, right? And 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 the the Rambam discusses the halachot that are implied in this uh, this kind of relationship. Now, uh, just I don't know if you how many people are watching, but my screen says there's a message on it sorry we're having trouble playing this video i hope that whoever's listening can still hear what i have to say right i can still hear what i have to say let's see uh, uh i don't see any uh comments that uh, that relate to whether you can hear me or not. I assume that you can't see me, but I hope you could that you could hear me. So, so that's what the that's what the the uh, the parish says. That's what the parish says. Now there's one other thing in the Pasuk, the first Pasuk says by the Ver Hashem, this is the first Pasuk in the in, in, in this parish of Tet, Pasuk Aleph. First No. Okay, I'll 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 continue hoping that you can hear what I'm saying. And if not, uh, I guess I'll just enjoy myself. The first pasuk says Vadabar Shema Moshem Ibn Bar Sinai Bashana Hashenit Litsaitam Eretz Mitzrayim Bachodishon Lemor. So the this story about Pesach Sheni is described with the background Pasuk This is the date. The date of when this happens, Chodesh Rishon is Nisan. Chodesh Rishon is Nisan. So the people in Nisan who were Tamei or were too far away to come, they knew that they wouldn't be able to uh, to to sacrifice the Korban Pesach. And therefore, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, 
and they they said that B'nai Israel were ready to sacrifice uh, to sacrifice. And Pasuk Hay says we Yasuit a Pesach Barishon. They gave the Korban Pesach on the first month in Nisan. The 14th of the month of Nisan, etc. And then in Pasudvav it says, as the Rambam taught us, there were people in the camp of Israel who, who were Tmeim, the Nefesh Adam. The Loyach, they were Tmeim, the Pesach. They, they came to Moshe, they came to Aaron. So it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching the Torah to B'nai Yisrael. Parasha Achrev Parasha. And he didn't tell them what to do in this case when, when they were denied. I and mean, the book of Ayikra has a lot of information about Tum Abitara. So it may be that, uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu taught them all of these things orally. He taught them about Tuma and about Tahara. And so they knew, they knew from that teaching that they wouldn't be able to be involved in the Korban, in the Korban Pesach. They knew that. So then uh, they came and they complained. They say, we want to do this mitzvah. I mean, you imagine, Yitziat Betrayim, Yitziat Betrayim was uh, Pesach Betrayim. It was special. It was unique. It was never going to be repeated again. But the Pesach that would be, the first Pesach that they wrote that would be repeated again and again with all the mitzvot of Pesach was this Pesach that we're talking about. The second year, the month of Nisan, the first year of the Yitziat Mitzrayim was Pesach Mitzrayim. That was when they slaughtered the sheep and they put the blood on the doorposts and the Malach HaMavet skipped over the Jewish homes. That was Pesach Mitzrayim. But Pesach Adorot, the first time they did the Pesach that the Torah describes, telling the story, eating a matzah, eating moro with the matzah, that was now, in the second time. So what these people are coming to say to Moshe and Aaron, not only are we not going to be able to give the Korban Pesach, but that means we're not going to be able to celebrate Pesach. We're sort of left out because it's a package. It goes together. The Korban Pesach, eating the Korban Pesach at the end of the night, telling the story, going, it's, all, it's all a package that, that we would like to participate in. So Moshe Rabbeinu said to them, well, no, you can't, you can't participate. They came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they said, not fair, you know, like people say, but this was about doing a mitzvah. Right? So Moshe Rabbeinu says to B'nai Yisrael, stand where you are, and I will hear what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to teach us. So Pasuk Tet, Ish Ish, Ki Nefesh, 
או בדרך רחוק כלל אחרם או לדורותיכם, ועשו פסח להשם בחודש השני, בארבע עשר יום בין הארבעים, יעשו אותו על מצות ומרורים יאכלו זפרדש. ברוך הוא תלס, משה רבינו, this tremendous חידוש, this tremendous חידוש, that there's going to be another, a make-up פסח, that there's going to be a make-up פסח, and that the make-up פסח, the make-up פסח, the make-up פסח is going to take place in the second month of the year, in the month of E.R., not in the month of Nisan. The first Pesach will be in the month of Nisan, and the second Pesach will be in the month of E.R. That's what happened, so that the people coming to complain, they created another piece of the Torah. The Torah, I don't know where it would have been included, but here it seems from the, in the Parsha, that the, that the words of Pesach Sheni, the idea of Pesach Sheni, came to the world, came to B'nai Yisrael because the people who were Tmeim complained. And they said, this is, after all, isn't this year one of Pesach? I mean, it was, it's year one. And uh, we want to be, we want to be involved. That's the summary as it is in the Chumash. Now, another, another topic that is connected is the fact that this pasuk, the first pasuk, Perek Tet, by the Be'er Hashem al-Moshe b'midbar Sinai b'shana ha-shenit, l'tzaitam e'eretz Mitzrayim, b'chodesh ha-rishon le'mor. So it tells us a story. The story is the story of Pesach Sheni. And the story of Pesach Sheni, the story of Pesach Sheni, is a story that took place, that started to take place, uh, in Nisan, that means after Pesach, when, when everybody saw that Pesach was coming close, and they learned the, the, the laws of Tumah Betara in the book of Ayikra, so they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, they said, we don't want to be left out. We want to be included. That's, that's the beginning of the story. So when did that beginning of the story take place? It took place before Nisan, the first month after Yitziat Mitzrayim, the first month after the year, right? The Yitziat Mitzrayim, of course, was on Pesach. And Pesach, the first Pesach in the world that people celebrated was in the first month, Nisan, of the second year. What did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say to them? Okay, you're going to get a makeup a make-up turn. But there's a second uh, a kind of question that is connected to this parasha. That has also to do with the first pasuk in the book of Bamidbar. The first pasuk in the book of Bamidbar. I'll just find it. Ha'edabay Hashem ha'moshe b'midbar sinai be'ol mo'ed be'echad l'chodesh ha'sheni b'ashara ha'sheinit so remarkably, the first pasuk in the Torah announces itself that it's taking place on the Chodesh Hasheini. So that means the material as presented in the book of Bamidbar is a little warped. It's bent. 
because it starts out, the first pasuk is in Chodesh HaSheni. Chodesh HaSheni is Iyar. It's the month of the Korban Pesach Sheni, right? And then later on, on Perek Tet, where the Jews come to complain to Moshe Rabbeinu, they're going to be left out of Pesach. That's that's in the Chodesh Arishon. So we wonder, we wonder why did uh, the Torah present the material backwards? First, the material that re, that is about Chodesh Hasheni, Iyar, and then the material about Chodesh Arishon, Nisan. So, uh, you know that this produced a machloket in the generations between Rashi and the Ramban. Rashi is the one, I mean, it, co- it comes from the Gemara ultimately, but Rashi adopted the principle of Ein Muktavu Torah, which seems to mean, which seems to mean that the, uh, that the Torah is not, does not accurately pursue a a linear chronology. That's not the primary way the Torah presents material with the with this linear uh, with this linear uh, uh, chronology. And so very often Rashi not very often but sometimes Rashi says Eid Mukdam Torah, which means you don't have to pay attention. You don't have to pay attention to the order of things in the in the Torah because the Torah is interested in other things. Even though the Rashi doesn't usually tell us what these other things are, but uh, okay, in this case, in the case in Bamidbar uh, Parakhet, which is the case that it's cited by the Gemara, so the Machlokah between Rashi and the Ramban sounds like. Uh, the following, that it's possible, Rashi says, that uh, the order, the chronological order, is uh, kind of askew. But that's only because, because the Torah doesn't care about the chronology. Usually the chronology is fine. But actually, the Torah is not obliged to a chronological uh, presentation. The Ramban doesn't like that for whatever reason. I mean, you have to learn the Ramban carefully and you might discover the reason. So the Ramban thinks that Ein Mugdam Torah cannot be a guiding principle of interpretation. So the Ramban thinks that there's a few cases where the Torah might have engaged in a non-chronological presentation, but that's it. Those are the ones that were identified by Chazal are the real ones. So you have a problem if you want to accept the problem. And that problem is, that problem is how come the first pasuk in the book of Bamidbar, first pasuk in the book of Bamidbar took place B'chodesh HaSheni, and nine chapters later, the first pasuk takes place I know why each one of them is the way it is, but shouldn't the Torah have presented the material in the opposite order? Why should, I mean, okay, I mean, even if Rashi is right, that it doesn't matter, 
why should it annoy us? We could present the material in the Torah in a chronological way, and then it won't annoy us. We won't find it. We won't find it problematic. So we learned about we learned about uh, Pesach Sheni, and we also learned about we also learned about Ein Mukdam Umuchaba Torah a little bit. And the third thing that we would like to that we'd like to learn is this medrash, right? In the Psikta the Rav Kahana. This is the third thing. We will see if we could make them all come together. There's a pasuk in Tehillim. You see it, if you're looking at the sheet, if you're not looking at the sheet, then you happen to have a Tehillim. Perikav hei pasuk chet. Tovi yashar Hashem alken yorecha ta'im bader. Tov, good. Viyashar Hashem. I mean, those are words, of course, that are very difficult to translate. Especially when they are, uh, when you, uh, especially when you are uh, talking about God. But we have these words: tov, goodness, and yashar, straight, honest, perfect, Hashem. I mean, what exactly it refers to uh, is difficult. Al Cain, therefore. God will show the guilty ones the road, the way. What way? What guilty ones? What will they show them? So you see the Rashi, Rashi on the pasuk in Tehillim, Tovi Yashar Hashem. You see, you see it. If you're looking at the sheet, if you're looking at Tehillim, which is really would be a stretch, but if you're looking at the Tehillim with the Rashi, here's the Rashi. Tovi Yashar Hashem, Chafetz Latztik Priyotav. Tovi Yashar Hashem. Rashi adds the the mode of the of of Chafetz. This is what God wants. God wants Latztik Priyotav. Rashi, and God wants us to be righteous, and God wants to make us righteous. Right, you know, it's like evaluate us as righteous. Al Cain, second part of the Rashi, What what could possibly that God teaches the ones who are sinning? Answer, tshuva. Answer, tshuva. Repentance. What does God show the chatim? What does He tell them? How does He make them into the righteous? He gives them tshuva. He gives them. He gives them repentance. Tavarachel, yorech chataim harotzim, harotzim. I'm sorry, yorech chataim harotzim. Shneamar tachin lecha haderech. It says in the pasuk, in the pasuk in the varim tachin lecha haderech miklat. Yeah, you have to. You find a. A place for a hiding place for the people who, who did it, who who killed people, right? the murderers, they have the miklat, they need a hiding place. Miklat al When they came to a fork in the road, 
and they were running to the Irmiklat. They didn't know which way to go. You have to put up a sign right there, left or right, gets you to the Irmiklat, Pashat Rachim, Kideita Bimakot. That's what that's what the Gemara says in Makot. So again, what will God teach the Chataim, the ones who sin? Answer number one is Tshuva. Answer number two, Make sure that you give every opportunity to the murderers who want to who who have to get to the to the imiklat in order to save their lives because they're after them because they're after them. Okay, that's what it says in the that's what it says in the pasuk in the chumash in the entelim. I'm sorry, it says in the pasuk entelim, Tov Yashar Hashem Al that God is that way and therefore He will teach us to be that way. The, uh, there's a medrash, a famous medrash in the Psikta of the Rabbi Kana. That's the name of the medrash. Uh, Shuva, paragraph Zion. That's how it's divided up. Topic is Shuva. So the medrash starts as follows. It's a wondrous medrash. Tobi Yashar Hashem, Alken That's the posuk that we just learned together, right? We learned the posuk and the Rashi. We learned the Pesach of the Rashi. Sha'alu lechokhmah mahu ansha. They went and they asked chokhmah. Right? Chokhmah means wisdom. Wisdom is connected to the Torah. Chata'im achotei mahu ansha. What is the punishment that the sinner will get? Amradahem that the, the the sinners will always be running after the evil right it's it's like this punishment is that it creates a desire to do the wrong thing and eventually of course I guess he's uh, he will be punished for that Amralahem Amralahem, so the Torah said, Yavi Ashabid Kaperlo. Let him bring a sacrifice and he will be atoned. I'm sorry. I I'm I Sha'alula Nevuah. Oh. Then they went and they asked prophecy. They asked prophecy. What's the punishment that the sinner will be will get? The sinning soul, it will die. They ask the Torah, what's the punishment for somebody who sins? Amralahem Yavi Asham Biyit Kaper, you should bring a sacrifice and then he will be atoned. It Kaper Lo. Shalula Kodesh Borchu Hachote Maon Show. Amralahem Yaset Shuvav Yit Kaper Lo. Adahu Dichtiv 
Tovia the Shah Hashem, that God is good, that God is straight, right? And then Alkein Yorechataim Baderech. No, I'm not the Rabbi Pinchas. Omar Rabbi Pinchas, Lama Hutov Shehu Yashar. Like, what's the connection between these two concepts? Lama Hu Yashar Shehu Tov. Valkein Yorech Hataim Baderech. That's the end of the Pasuk. Shehu Morela Hataim. Derech Shehu Tshuva Lefikach Hoshea Mashiret Yisrael. The Omer Lahem Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Elokecho Ad Hashem Elokecho. So what is this? What does this Medrash say? This first, this Medrash divides up the human experience into three sections. Right, the first, your first section, Shalula Chokma, Shalula Chokma. What's Chokmah? Chokmah is Torah. But just because you learn Torah doesn't mean that you always understand the Chokmah of the Torah. It's like a, it's like a goal, an achievement that you might have. What is the punishment that the sinner can expect? That's what that's what that that you can't get that ra out of you. You can That's what the Torah. The Torah. See, look at the Torah. You see, there are averot. There are punish. There are sins, and there are punishments. It doesn't say you could change yourself from one kind of person to another kind of person. It doesn't say that, right? It doesn't say that. The second one is shalul and now, a nevuah is a, a higher level of human achievement. Uh, like learning Torah is a very significant area. But it doesn't say in the Torah that you're going to change from a bad person to a good person. If you are a bad person, you have to pay the price. Chochmah. Chochmah is an achievement. I'm sorry, nevuah. We're now up to nevuah. Achote ma'on show. That's what the answer of the Navi is. That it will be punished by death. So what does that mean? That that even the vua, even the vua, even prophecy can't really knock it out of you, who you really are. I mean, so that that level one, level one is chokma. And Chachma means you try to learn the secrets of the Torah, but you may not succeed at all. So, of course, you're going to be punished. Nivuah, prophecy, even though I have learned some of the some of the Torah, right? Some of what what God has to offer a man, so to speak. Shalul and Nivuah, achode achote ma on show, amralahem anefesh achoteit itamut. The third level is shalu, shalu le Torah. Right, not chokma. Torah. We'll see that in a second. Chotem ma'an shom, ma'alem yavi hasham yitkaper lo. 
right? That that if you you say I, I don't want to learn the Torah, I want to do the Torah. That should be better than most people learning the Torah who don't learn the Torah on a high level. But then when they went to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaChotem Ma'an Shoh, Amar Lehem, what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? Yaseh Tshuva V'yitkaper Lo. What is Tshuva? Tshuva means a radical change, changing you around, making you into a different, into a different person. So that's a chesed. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows. It was you come to Kaddish Bochor and you say, "Look, I did this and I did that. I did I did a variety of sins, and that variety of sins, that variety of sins is uh, is what's holding me down." So Kaddish Bochor says, "If you really mean it, you really mean it right now, then Kaddish Bochor allows you to change yourself into a different person. That's what Shuvah is. You return to before Bechataim." When you were born, you were pure, you were straight, you were simple, tovi ashar. You could be that again. You could be that again. What happens to all of the sins that you carry around with you? I don't know. I don't know what happens, but you have this this uh, progression. There's chokma, nevua, uh, Torah, and Hakadosh Baruch Chokmah is the lowest. It's your attempt to connect to the Chokmah of the Torah. Nevuah somehow means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has imposed himself upon you. Right? Has imposed himself upon you. One second. No, it doesn't want to do it. It doesn't want to do it. So, again, again, you have Chokhmah and then Torah, then Nevoah, I'm sorry, then Nevoah, then Torah, then Akadish Borchel. And so, if you get close to Akadish Borchel, you can change yourself. That's what it means when we say that a Kodesh Baruch Hu can make it, can make a new person. A Kodesh Baruch Hu can make a new person just like he made the first person, he can make a new person. A Kodesh Baruch Hu can make a new person. So that's the meaning of this Medrash. The meaning of the Medrash that we were learning is that there has to be some way, some way to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, such that you go through this change and you become a person that's not going to be punished because for some reason or in some manner you're not the person who deserves or needs in some way to be uh, to be punished. And that's the difference between Chochmah, Nevoah, Torah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? So we have a story. We have two stories. We have the story about Pesach Sheni, and we have the story of the order of the dates 
in the Chumash, that the Pukka Bamidbar starts off Bachodesh Hashini, and in the ninth chapter, it continues Bachodesh Arishon. And then we have this idea of Korban Pesach, that people said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we don't want to be excused from doing the mitzvah. We could be excused from doing the mitzvah because after all, we're Tmeim, we didn't do it on purpose. We're Echokim, we're far away, we didn't do that on purpose. So the Torah, the Halacha that Moshe Rabbeinu taught us is that we don't have to keep the, the Korban Pesach. Right, so it's like, it's like many mitzvot, many mitzvot that you don't have to do if you don't have all the appropriate details. So with the Korban Pesach, Pesach Rishon, I couldn't do it because I just couldn't become part of the Korban Pesach group. I'm not obligated. There's no way to make me obligated. And since I'm not obligated, I'm not obligated, I'm not going to do it. But the people... The people said, we're not going to do just what the Torah says. We're going to do what God wants of us. God wants of us that we find a way. This is how we understand what God wants. Well, God says to us, give the Korban Pesach. And then he says to us, you don't have to give the Korban Pesach. You don't have to give the Korban Pesach of Yatome. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to give the Korban Pesach. No, no, we think it doesn't mean that. We think it means we have to find a way to give the Korban Pesach. And so they all came storming down the house of, of Moshe and Aaron. They came storming into the world, into the world of uh, Jewish leadership. And they said, this is impossible. The first year after, you, the first year of Pesach B'Trayim, the first time we were going to do all the mitzvot of, of, of Pesach, the first time we were going to we're going to have the uh, like the possibility of eating the korban pesach. Are we going to be excluded? Can't be. It can't be. That's how God wants it to be. In other words, if you wondered what it meant, that uh, what it meant in the medrash, where it said, where it said. Uh, Avralahem Shalula Kodesh Borchu Achotei Ma'oncho. What does that mean? What does that mean? Shalula Kodesh Borchu Achotei Ma'oncho. So, in the answer, you understand that they asked Akodesh Borchu, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of the Chotei Ma'oncho? How do we allow ourselves to be the people we should be? that we should not be Tameh, we should not be far away. How do we do that? Omar lehem HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yaseh Tshuva V'yit Kaper Lo That that's what Tshuva is. Tshuva is facing HaKadosh Baruch Hu directly. And so that's what Pesach Sheini is. Pesach Sheini is Even if the law says that you can't do it, look carefully. Maybe you can do it. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu probably wants you to do it, wants to be included, wants you to be part of it. And that's why 
That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you tshuva, not a, a way of counting merits versus demerits, but being the person that you should be, being the person that you should be. And so this is hinted at by the fact that the first parashah Bamidbar takes place in the second month and the ninth chapter in Bamidbar takes place in the first month to tell you that chronology, that order, that Seder, that all of these things are very important. But sometimes you have to break through that. Sometimes you can't let them, the rules, overwhelm you. But you have to, if you can, overwhelm overwhelm them. So that's how I put it together. Pesach Sheni, the Medrash, and the Pesikta, the Rav Kahana, and the fact that the chronology in Bamidbar is not quite what we would expect. Have a good Shabbos. All the best.